What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 348th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I'm your host, W.R.A. <laughs> that, don't even. That's not right. I can't pull it off. I can't oh. pull it off. <laughs> it's, it's old Will, it's your old, old Will. co-host, Will. Uh, with me today is everybody's favorite Pokedad, Bobby. Hey, how's it going, Will? And Greg? No, Bob, that's no, that's not how you're supposed to answer. <laughs> how am I supposed to answer? You're supposed to say, uh, that's my purse. I don't know you. <laughs> no. Please. You know what that's from, right? Yes, I do. Okay, good. <laughs> and uh also with us on this uh impending disaster is Greg. Hello. So uh I just want to say that the tea is hot. The library is hot. Hot, hot. The library is open. Open for reading. We are ready. Also, I would like to thank the Pokemon Company for not doing any important news the week that Steve went to Japan. I know, making us ground. They had a quiet week of, you know, no announcements, just maybe a couple Pokemon Go things. I I think I found some interesting things for people to talk about. Hopefully, we'll get there. But actually. We're supposed to be on good behavior because um, there's probably some new listeners uh, who have possibly not listened to this program before. And um, what we do see, uh, this program has been in place for seven, eight years, (laughs) seven or eight years, something like that. Eight? Isn't Um, it eight? I want to say it's eight. It's eight. Well, it depends. No, because he started in like two days after his birthday. Right. So... It's July 28th, so would it be 2010 or 2011? Uh, Either care. way. Um, so we know with trending, when there's a new Pokemon game announced, uh, we tend to get an influx of new listeners. Uh, first thing I want to say is, even though this is the 348th episode of the Pokemon podcast, it's super effective, um, we are not a uh, chronological story type uh, this isn't Night Vale or Serial. You don't have to listen I mean, to all 347 previous <laughs> I mean, since I've been on regularly, I've been leaving clues. Go back and oh, see if you can no. figure out the mystery. Well, you've only been, what, like six months, a year? Oh, I don't how, know. How, ooh. But yeah, I encourage you not to go all the way back to the beginning because first off, uh, at that point, we're talking about games that have been out of circulation for a very long time now. And the quality has only gone up since we got rid of Steve. Um, wow. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Bobby, why don't you give me some background on, on who you are for, for our new listeners who are just joining us. 348 is their first episode. Welcome to our, our fabulous program. Uh, Bobby, what can you tell me? Why do you like Pokemon? Sure. So I got into Pokemon uh, right when it came when it first came out uh, in America about twenty two years ago. My first, we, yes, twenty two. Yep. We mapped it out. Yeah. Um, I bought blue version first because my cousin had a red version, and uh, that just started the journey. Um, I've loved it ever since. Trying to you know collect them all, get a living Pokedex. Still don't have that. Um, and then when. Back in 2016, when Pokemon Go came out, there was obviously a huge resurgence. And so started playing that and then got into taking pictures of Pokemon. And that is what I do now. I take pictures of Pokemon and put them on Instagram. So 
There you go. So if you were stuck on a desert island and could only have one Pokemon with you, what Pokemon would it be? If I could only have one Pokemon with me, I would pick... I'd have to pick Farfetch'd. Farfetch'd? Because that's your favorite Pokemon. my favorite Pokemon. And yeah, got to have it with me. All right, Greg, you wrote a like 30-tweet tale on Pokemon Day. Go check it. uh, Wherein I was only mentioned once, so... Uh, I immediately lost interest very rapidly. All right, look. Uh, give me, give me, give me the synopsis. The TL semicolon DR, as the kids these days uh, the like. To say. I had an argument. <laughs> I had an argument with some students that work for me, where that one of them said like uh, LMK, and I was like, "No, you say those words. <laughs> <laughs> you say those words out loud, child." <laughs> yeah. No. D- no. N- n- nope. Uh, all right, so short version of it. Uh, I'm old, and uh, I was looking for a game to play while my brother and I waited to buy tickets at Mall of America. To wait, how are you old when I just had my birthday? I'm older than you by like one year now. No, I'm I'm 46 now, Greg. Yeah, I'll be 49 this year. <laughs> oh, dag nabbit. <laughs> <laughs> so we're not that close at age i mean we are relatively speaking and and for our new listeners don't worry this isn't the old man hour bobby is still a child yeah am, bobby's uh, still a child 31 just Ooh. a child uh all right too long didn't read uh i was looking for a game because my brother and i are going to wait to buy star wars tickets at mall of america uh i had seen advertisements and comics for this Pokemon game and I liked RPGs so I thought oh sure I'll buy it and I bought Red I believe was the first one that I bought because it had a dragon on the front and I'm a big D&D person Uh, and then short story made longer I played it uh, that entire day and then just never put it down and it's been 22 years I've just it's oh I'm always playing some version of Pokemon I always have been so I'm I'm Will. I'm your temporary host while Steve, our usual host, founder, creator of the program, is on his honeymoon in Japan with his beautiful wife, Irene. Um, and I started playing Pokemon with Pokemon Yellow because of... Uh, it was actually another birthday-related story. Because obviously uh, the Pokemon anniversary is right around my birthday. Um, and my long ago ex gave me a Game Boy Color without any games to play. Oh, and yeah, well, note, dude is an ex. Um, (laughs) and at that time in Washington, D.C., uh, where I live, um, we had a service, a delivery service, an internet based delivery service. It was a fantastic thing called Cosmo.com. And you could order things, and they would deliver them to your door within two hours. And they had Game Boy Color games. And I just saw Pokemon Yellow, and I had watched the cartoon. So I was like, let me get that. And I fell in love with my little Pikachu on the surfboard and the little balloons, which we we now have in Let's Go. So full circle. Life finds a way, or Jurassic Park something. I don't know. Um... For this program, uh, for It's Super Effective, we typically try to keep it to 90 minutes. Uh, We may go a little over 
this week because obviously <laughs> there's nothing to talk about. Yeah, so, so we're gonna have to fill we'll have the to tap vamp dance for a long time. <laughs> Zero news. Thank thank goodness uh Greg has a uh college level uh theater training and I did quite a bit of theater yeah. in high school. Hey. So I don't know, Bobby, did you ever do any school plays? Uh when I was in third grade, I ah, did we'll, we'll have to play. do. <laughs> So we can we can sing a show tune, we can tap dance if we have to. We can we fill can that emote, time believably. Uh but uh so normally we will have break things into three segments. One, uh, we're going to start out talking about some news, uh news articles, things that have come up in the past week, and then we will have a section where we will have a topic for the program, which uh I believe you all can guess what the topic is going to be this week. And then in our final section, we have a fan-submitted question of the week, and we have our little, uh, what'd you call it, uh, like a riddle, Pokemon of the week riddle yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, that's a good expression. Uh, or griddle, if you're hungry. All right, so, well, we might as well just get into it. Well, actually, let me just quickly, uh, how, was, how was each of your Pokemon day days? Each of yours Pokemon? That's a very hard sentence to say. Greg, how was your Pokemon Day? It was good. Um, I don't know that Fe- I did it. February 27th, right? Yeah. Or was it 20? Yeah. It was pretty good. I don't know that I did anything all that special. I wrote a big, long thing on Twitter. That was about it. And then I watched- It was a- very emotional. I watched a whole lot of news. Um, like on the television news? No, like on the internet news. Ah, yes. That was about it. Did you catch a flower garland Eevee or Pikachu? I caught three flower garland Eevees and two flower Pikachus, I believe. I'd have to check Bobby, how was your Pokemon day? It was good. I woke up early and watched the Pokemon Direct. And then... Pokemon Direct? What is that? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then I went to work. And while I was at work, I caught a shiny Pidgey in Pokemon Go. That was exciting. Well, that is like an omen for the day. Yeah. Uh, and then caught some flower Pikachu and Eevees and looked at the Pokemon Center website because I want to buy all of the Pokemon uh, Pokeball Classic stuff now. So, See, yeah. I was not that impressed by the Pokemon Classic stuff. Not um, at all. I didn't. I mean, the shirt, the polo, even though polos are great, um, that polo was a little bit too much, I think. But, yeah, the polo is um, way too much. But I really like the... That, that polo is definitely for the under 25s. <laughs> yeah. But I like the messenger bag a lot. Uh, I, I, did, I, smaller, I did like the messenger bag. Yeah. It, it still did. isn't available, though, I think. Yeah. So got to wait on that. I like the messenger bag. I thought the messenger bag was cool. The watch is okay. Um, I thought yeah. it would have a better... I thought it'd have a bigger design. Like, it's just like the weird abstract Pokeball, which is yeah. like... Yeah. And I was kind of hoping there'd be more to the wallet. But it's just basically red and black with a tiny symbol. It's like, yeah, I think I kind of want the wallet too, though. I am, I need, I need a new wallet, and it's, it's. I think it's subtle enough to not. But it's like so subtle, it might as well not even be Pokemon branded. I mean, it's got a, it's got a big embossed Pokeball on the side, but like, oh, I didn't notice that. Even that is easy to miss. And I, I, my fear is, I'm very picky about my wallets because I have a lot in my wallets. Is that it's just, it's way too thin. For my needs. Are you a Costanza wallet <laughs> I type? I don't know what that is because I hate Seinfeld. Ah, okay. Oh, no. Well, oh yes, Seinfeld is garbage. Seinfeld is garbage. 
for uh, Bobby, wow. anybody who grew up and was like semi-adult in the 90s knows that Seinfeld is garbage. Yeah. It's just you kids who just didn't have kids. to live through it yeah. who don't understand. That's true. I've only seen reruns. Never never seen them as a new episode or anything. So so you did catch a flower garland, Pikachu, or Eevee. Yeah, I caught enough to actually evolve one of each Eevee, which was Oh. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, wow. And wait, so they keep the flower garland? You have like a garlands. flower garland Umbreon? Yeah. They do. Yep. So I caught nine of them. <sighs> ten of them. Something like that. I don't know. I ended up with six Vaporeon because of the dumb I'm... random evolution thing. Yeah, I'm just saving mine until I know how to get a Leafeon, and I know for sure how to get a Glaceon, and then they're going to be flower-wearing my flower-wearing but... babies. Yeah, I hope The flowers will random. freeze on the Glaceon. I know, and that'd be <laughs> super cute. Wow. Well... I so I'm having a problem because I primarily during the week play Pokemon Go with the Pokeball Plus and they've changed something so that like if I'm in my car it doesn't spin any Pokestops at all anymore. Really? So do you even though I drive past like 30 Pokestops between home and work and the gym and home I only get like 3 spins. Oh, weird. Maybe they I changed their speed cap. I know it's speed-based, so I wonder if they did change the speed cap. They they must have, because I used to get t- like every single Pokestop as mm-hmm. I was driving along. Maybe you're just driving faster. Um, and I believe on Pokemon Day, I, I'm not driving faster. I have literally lived on the same <laughs> street in Washington, D.C. for the past 27 years. I, the speed limit has not changed. Um. So yeah, and I also I, I was just busy that day, so I didn't catch any flower garland Pikachu's or Eevees. So I hope they like repeat it at some point in time so I they can will. get one of those, a couple of those. I didn't even think that the Eevees would be like the evolutions would also keep the flower garland. That's just so sweet. Yeah, I have three I got three and yeah, three and two Pikachu. All right. We gotta keep it tight. Yeah, gotta keep it tight, tight, tight program tight, tight. here. So number one yes. news item. Number one, Detective Pikachu trailer it is was so good. released it on is Tuesday. Great. Yeah, the came out on Tuesday, I think. Yeah, Tuesday. It was the day before Pokemon yes, Day. February, yes, yeah, February twenty sixth. Yeah, real, really good trailer. Um, so, have either neither of you have played Detective Pikachu? I nope. haven't. I have it. I have it. I have it in my house. I just haven't had a chance to start it. Okay. Well, I will tell you, um, having watched this trailer. I, I I just I don't see any of the game. Yeah, are they, are they taking liberties? Just are they like taking the, liberties the with the game? Minimal. Yes. Uh, I mean, it's like concepts from the game are carried over, but any actual story from the game, um, I'm not seeing it. I don't think that's a bad um, thing. Well, no, no, especially because yeah, the game is <sighs> long in parts. <laughs> Oh goodness gracious! Um, so what? What else? What did you guys pick up from the trailer? My biggest thing that I picked up from the trailer was that uh, I had never imagined Ludicolo, Ludicolo, to be hairy. Yeah, I always thought it was kind of like leaves and stuff. See, I thought it was feathers, and I'm still sort of getting a feather vibe from it, but it's definitely more hairy. What is its body I mean, it's supposed a... to be? I thought it kind of looked. Uh... Pineapple, well, it's sort of like the body of a pineapple. 
kind of, but I think it's supposed to be a um, duck-billed platypus. Yeah. Oh, well, that would make sense then, right? Because aren't they furry? They are furry. Well, yeah, but I just never saw Ludicolo as furry. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> looking at the Ludicolo thing, I mean, it's definitely furry in the art. Um, but yeah, it was it was one of the things where I'm like, oh, I never thought about it before. All right, I'm going to read some things from Pokemon.com. Um, this is also something we typically do on this program is find news articles and read them to you because reading is hard and now you don't have to. Uh, this is Investigate the New Pokemon Detective Pikachu Trailer. Join us as we uncover the hidden details that can be found in the new trailer for the Pokemon Detective Pikachu film. Get hyped for the upcoming... I'm, I'm sorry, I have to also apologize because I pronounce words properly. I know, I was going to uh, say you're not... Which our normal host does not. You're not messing that up enough. Get hyped for the upcoming Pokemon Detective Pikachu with the latest trailer, revealing more Pokemon, more action, and more mystery. We're so excited we sat down to take an in-depth look at the trailer to see what tiny details and references to the world of Pokemon we could find. Here are just a few we discovered. You're bound to find plenty more yourself, and after you've watched the trailer multiple times, let's be honest. I've watched be it sure to times. circle <laughs> that that was from the article. That wasn't me. I know, but be I'm sure just to saying. circle May 10th on your calendar for the launch of the awesome live-action movie starring Justice Smith, Catherine Newton, and Ryan Reynolds as the voice of Detective Pikachu. All right, here we go. Familiar tunes. As the trailer begins, listen carefully. Fans of the animated Pokemon the series will notice a few musical phrases from the original theme song from the first season. Could it be a hint that this movie will be the very best? I did not hear that at all when I, I was did. watching the trailer. Did you? Yeah, I did. It's 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 very brief, but um it's there. Yeah, I missed that too. Okay. The Pokemon Professor. As the camera pans down the streets of Rhyme City, be on the lookout for a building with a sign that spells out Oak in large stylized letters. It's unclear if the famous Pokemon Professor will actually appear in the movie but it's a fun reference. So the first time I saw it, I read that sign is or, O-A-R. And I'm like... Eh, I could see that. Why? Yeah. And then somebody <laughs> pointed out, oh, that's supposed to be a K. I'm like, oh, it's Oak. Okay, it's not or. What are the little Pokemon on the power line? Joltik. Oh, they're Joltik, and I'm oh, so excited. They're so uh, why cute. are they furry? I they were why does everything have to be furry? Because no. they're furry. They're bugs. Bugs are not furry. Only oh, gross bugs are furry. Tarantulas like these are tarantulas. furry. Tarantulas are furry. Ticks are furry. They're furry. Ugh. They're ticks. I was Isn't I was Joltic at the uh, uh, Joltik. No, is a tick. Joltik's a tick. It transforms into tarantula. Ah, that's what I was. Thinking. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Pokemon Police. During a brief shot of the Rhyme City Police Department, we can see a few Growlithe trotting or Growlithe or Growlithe. Which do you Growlithe. prefer? Growlithe. Growlithe. Trotting about. These brave fire-type Pokemon are often sent into battle by their police officer trainers in the Pokemon video games, and Officer Jenny often has a Growlithe partner in Pokemon the series. Likewise, there are some Golurk standing guard around the station. According to one of Golurk's Pokedex entries, these hulking Pokemon are said to have been ordered to protect people and Pokemon by the ancient people who made them. Uh, so I completely didn't notice this at all. 
<laughs> when I was watching the trailer. Oh, Golurk. I was like, because Golurk's one of my favorites. And I'm like, oh, Golurk looks so, looks so good. Well, so my problem is Golurk's glow, like the inner glow, uh-huh. is usually blue. That's what I was thinking. It's blue, isn't and, it? Yeah. And then in this image, it's actually like fiery red. So... No, Usually uh, it's not too late. Film no. production studio. So Thick. the crack itself is yellow. There's a blue patch where that surrounds the crack. Like oh, like been, it's band aid. Like it's a band aid. And so the crack is yellow. Then there's a blue patch that looks like it's been placed over that. And then the uh, brown band aid in the original artwork. So, like the thing that I think is missing from it is the the different shades of blue, like these are much more uniformly gray yeah. than the actual artwork of it. Um, so that's sort of where it looks confusing, but like the the crack is yellow, the eyes are yellow, and then the uh, swirl patterns on his arms are that all that same yellow in the original artwork. So they got that done, but I, I was like, I hope that they focus in on them more so we can see the color differentiation because there is supposed yeah. to be a big blue swatch on their front that the crack is running through. All right. Loudridge turns it up. As one of Loudridge's Pokedex entries points out, its round ears can function as loudspeakers. This is very evident in the trailer as a pair of the big voice Pokemon flank a DJ booth. A bit later, we can see several Loudridge perched on a rack as a makeshift speaker stack. So does something eh. plug into them? Yeah, that's... Well... Is that... Well... There's or a, maybe okay. they take the sound in through their mouth and then it goes out through their through their ears or something. Well, in this image, it kind of looks like they're sitting on the DJ table, so with nothing going in their mouth. So, well, uh, ugh, maybe they've got a port in the back. Well, we we know hey. Wism- we know Wismer has a little port in the back. Yeah. So I'm assuming the port in the back uh, remains. Through the whole line. Preparing for battle. In what appears to be an underground Pokemon battle arena, we can see, and this doesn't mean like it's under the ground, but under the ground as in they shouldn't be doing this. Uh, we can see multiple Pokemon and their trainers watching the match. Notable Pokemon appearances include Charizard, Squirtle, Charmander, Pancham, and Trico. Could there be even more Pokemon lurking in the shadows? Well. Yes. Yeah, obviously. Uh, did you catch all of those when you watched the trailer? And Not, what other little... De- huh? I didn't catch them all the first time. I caught them like the third time I've watched it. <laughs> the fourth, the yeah, fifth exactly. time. <laughs> and what other little details did you notice? Maybe you should watch it one more time just to see if anything else jumps out at you. Hey, listen, Pokemon.com. You guys did not put advertising before your YouTube vid, so... You're not making You're any not making monetization any off me rewatching this. Although I will say I did I did pull up a business insider that showed that listed all the new Pokemon we saw in the second trailer. So I can tell okay. you all the ones that are in there that are new that weren't in the first trailer. Where because I need some help with that. Business, business insider? insider. Okay. Yeah. Because okay, so there's the scene with all the Bulbasaurs where they're like walking yeah. down a creek or something. And then there's these little Pokemon floating The Marlow. Are those Marlow? Those are Marlow. No, yeah. Marlow don't fly. Yeah, they do. They f- they puff in there. Uh, the umbrella no. mushroom part. Yeah, those are Marlow. Absolutely, those are, are you a Really? Yeah. I will say that uh, once again, um, 
Mr. Mime stole the trailer. Absolutely. Uh, yep. He is possibly up for a Academy Award. Uh, he deserves an Oscar for his silent portrayal of trying to escape on a motorcycle. <laughs> yes. Good job, Mr. Mime. Yes, truly the breakout star of this of this particular film. Um, but yeah, there's no battle arena in the game. Um, I saw absolutely no cruise ship in the uh, in the in the trailer. So, wow, Greg, you're right. Now that I see it again, yeah. they are more they are low. Right. Oh wow, they're I'm like gonna, mixing every gen. Are. I'm gonna run down all the ones that were in the new trailer, and then I can run on all the ones that were in the old trailer. All right, new trailer: okay. Joltik, Ludicolo. Growlith, uh, I think there's an Arcanine hidden in somewhere, but I I can't find it. Somebody claims it's in there. I can't find it. Golurk, I found Lickitung. the Arcanine. Oh, did you? Is it in there? All right, on the right side of that police picture, it's there. It's behind the police Dang car. It. All right, so it's there. I have to look again. Uh, so Lickitung, Apom, Snubble, uh, Snorlax sleeping in the street with uh, Mod Champ stopping traffic. Uh, Cubone pops out. In somewhere, we have the two loud red. Uh, we have Blastoise and Haunter in the first little segment of the arena. Uh, we see Eevee evolve into Flareon. Uh, spoiler alert, uh, Mewtwo pops out from somewhere. And that's all from the, the Pikachu new- balloon. Yeah, that's all the ones that are new in the. From the second trailer. In the first trailer, there's obviously Pikachu. There's Emolga. There's the Squirtle and Panjam posters. There's the scene of the Bubblesaur and Molol walking through the swamp. There's Angry Jigglypuff. Uh, there's a Machamp and Primate poster. Charizard, obviously. Uh, Greninja attacking. Uh, there's a Rufflet and Squirtle behind the cage of the battle arena. And then Mr. Mime uh, is in there as well. Well, there's obviously a Blastoise in the battle arena because you see a spinning shell yeah. that's like spraying out water yeah, and stuff absolutely. like that. And there was a Machamp directing traffic yep. in one of the street scenes. And I know we've seen Flabebe's. Yeah, and Flabebe is in the corner uh, floating around in the big city. So they're yeah. up floating around in the big city. Where Flabebe absolutely do not belong. They do not belong there. Those poor lost babies. <sighs> but yeah, so right. there's a lot like... They are they are pulling out the stops. There's no generation except for possibly. I don't think we have we seen any Alola. Am I missing an Alolan one that was Marlow? Oh, Marlow. The dork. Yeah. <laughs> no. So they're hitting all the generations except for the new one, obviously. Yeah. I, I really appreciate the when you look at the Pikachu and Jigglypuff balloons, how they look like the cartoon version of yeah. the Pokemon. So it's yeah. it's the same thing we do with yeah. animals in real life where we have a dog, but then we draw a dog differently and it really looks. It's it's awesome. And I just want to say shout out to the guy that got the job making these realistic Pokemon. Did you hear that whole story? No. Mm-hmm. So do you remember a few years back there was like on Facebook and Twitter going around an artist that was drawing realistic looking Pokemon? Oh yeah, yes, yeah. Yes. When they were making this movie, apparently, they went to the internet to look up realistic-looking Pokemon for their art direction and found that person's artwork and hired them. 
Well, that's good on them. Yeah. I think that's fair, because that dude did some incredible work. Absolutely. And I deserves to be compensated for his efforts, so, or her efforts, or their efforts. I don't remember who it was. I'd have to look that up. So my favorite part of the trailer was the Eevee in the science machine yeah, thing. Yeah, that was very I just, cool. That was real cool. More movie news. This is from uh, our favorite news source for Pokemon news, comicbook.com. <laughs> Pokemon anime reveals new designs for Ash, Misty, and Brock. Pokemon will enjoy a truly historic year in 2019. Not only is the franchise about to drop a new generation of Pokemon, but its anime is ready to revisit a favorite story on the big screen. However, Ash Ketchum will look pretty different, and fans got a close look at this new character designed this week. Not long ago, the team behind Pokemon's anime sent out a long-awaited trailer. The franchise will drop a new movie this summer that stars Ash and Pikachu, but Pokemon the movie, Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolution, will do, up, will do up the leads in a rather unfamiliar art style. Yes, welcome to the world of 3D CG. Ash is preparing to pop off the screen this summer, but his new design hasn't made believers out of everyone. As you can see above, a still from the next Pokemon movie has gone live thanks to its recent trailer. To celebrate the franchise's anniversary, the anime team put out the first trailer for its 2019 feature film, and it ended with a look at Ash alongside Misty and Brock. And the trio Joy. Ha- like, come on. Uh, oh, Nurse Joy is up in there, too. Uh, the trio have been given a complete 3D CG makeover, which is a first for the heroes. While the anime has incorporated 3D animation techniques before, it seems all of Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolution will be done in the style. This makeover is making waves in the anime and gaming communities with various success. While some have compared the lifeless rendering to that scene in Jump Force, (laughs) others are holding out judgment until further trailers show more of these trainers in action. At this point, there is no detailed synopsis out for Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolution, but fans have a blueprint for the film already. The feature appears to be a remake of the original Pokemon film that premiered in 1999 under the same name. This means Ash and his friends will find themselves brought to New Island under the guise of a Pokemon tournament, but things will go south when the trainers learn Mewtwo has gathered them together to show mankind why Pokemon shouldn't be enslaved. Mm. <sighs> well... Okay. I mean, I think the CGs are not as good as the Detective Pikachu no. CGs. So they no, look like they look like action figures. Like they have yeah. a very weird yep. plastic feel to them that I was not expecting. And that sort of keeps throwing me off whenever I look at it. And it may be one of the things where it looks better moving and not yeah. still. Because like in the still picture, they just all look like well, they look like action figures. And they don't seem to have any life to them, so I think that kind that's of reminds me of Gumby a little bit. It's a little uncomfortable. Am I aging myself? No, nah, Gumby uh, had a resurgence. Yeah, <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, kind of. Or uh, Davy and Goliath. Oh no! <laughs> Walk it back, Will. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> Bobby, do you know what Davy and Goliath Not is? Not at all. No. Well, how lucky you are. So, a thousand Google searches later, uh, <laughs> listeners, we are very sorry. 
All right. So, folks, have a look at comicbook.com if you want to see uh, what the Mewtwo Strikes Back. My prediction for this new or Mewtwo Strikes Back evolution is that primarily what they're going to do is fix all of the errors that there were in the original movie. Where they had like Pokemon doing things that they wouldn't do or existing in places they wouldn't exist and... Oh, good I gracious. don't expect it to be anything more than a complete remake. Like, I don't think they're going to change the story at all. Oh, no. no yeah, it'll no. Remake. It'll just be a remake. Yeah. But that's, well, the, the basic Mewtwo story is, like, fundamental to the core of Pokemon lore. Yeah. So, I, yeah. It's a great story. It's a good story. It does not really need much improvement other than fixing a couple of things and updating it. I mean, in the, I'm hoping... Because I kind of watched the trailer, and the trailer looked better than the still. So I'm hoping that the art style just works better in motion than it does stopped. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'll watch it. I they don't think there's... Yeah. Fur on that Meowth looked pretty good. So. Yeah. How old will your child be, uh, Bobby, at the time this movie comes out? He will... It, when's it come out? July in Japan, so probably November here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he'll be two. Okay, too young to bring to the theater. Too Please young. do not bring a two-year-old to the theater. I, I will not. I understand that completely. <laughs> Unless you have one of those theaters that have crying rooms. Where a parents, baby room? Yeah, where parents can go in and it's got a great big window, but they can shut the door and the child can scream in there. It's all the way at the back of the theater. That is amazing. And no, I don't think our theaters have that. Oh, man. It's like the greatest oh. the greatest revolution in movie technology. Okay, non-movie news. This one's straight out of 4chan. You know, that source of real information. No, why are we doing this? This is actually another article off of comicbook.com. Thank you very much, uh, comicbook.com folks. Your check is in the mail. Uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield rumored to introduce armored evolutions. An old post from 4chan claims that Pokemon Sword and Shield will introduce a new type of evolution to the game. Earlier this week, the Pokemon company announced Pokemon Sword and Shield... Wait, how did we miss this? I don't know. I was apparently sleeping. But apparently there's some new games coming. I guess we'll talk about it. All right. Earlier this week, the Pokemon company announced Pokemon Sword and Shield, a pair of new Pokemon games that will come out for the Nintendo Switch later this year. The new games are set in the Galar region... An area clearly inspired by the British Isles. Okay, I had to take some issue with that statement, but we'll get to that later. We'll get to it. We're going to get to it. Complete with its very own version of London, Glasgow, and several... I'm not Scottish. I pronounce it as an American would. And several other famous British landmarks. However, this week's announcement wasn't the first time that some Pokemon fans had heard of Pokemon Sword and Shield. A 4chan post made about a week before the announcement correctly named the games and pointed out the Galar region's inspiration. The post also made several other claims about the game, which people are now scrutinizing a little closer. The same post claims that Pokemon Sword and Shield will introduce armored evolutions of existing Pokemon like Mewtwo, Charizard, Flygon, and Zeraora. While it doesn't say what the armor would do exactly, I'm sorry. It just mm. well, it <laughs> Zara Aura. Of course, that's going to get yeah. an evolution. While it doesn't sure. say what the armor would do exactly, it seems like an equivalent to Mega Evolution. 
which was introduced back in Pokemon X and Y. According to the post, the new mythical Pokemon Meltan would also be involved with creating the armored evolution and would somehow tie into the lore around it. This in itself would be interesting, as mythical Pokemon like Meltan don't usually play a major role in the plots of Pokemon games. This is all a rumor, of course, but the fact that the 4chan post correctly predicted other parts of Pokemon Sword and Shield means that we should look at it a little more seriously. Emphasis on a little. Or not at all. I. <laughs> so, I mean, okay, so we'll get to it. But I don't think, given sort of the theming of the trailer that I just watched for this new region, like it took a moment, um, there's clearly an industrial feel to it. Meltan, we already know, is one of the new mythicals, which has a very industrial feel to it. We have Alolan forms, so we have, you know, they always seem to want to expand the Pokedex and make new forms of existing ones to make them relevant again. So I don't know that it would necessarily be armored forms of them. Um, I think it's an interesting theory. I could see it maybe happening, given the theming of the game and the fact that you know, Meltan and all those things are tying into it, and it's, you know, it seems to have a technological bent. Um, so, sure... But it's also just as likely as we would get, um, like, clockwork versions of Pokemon, right? Like, we get forms that are made out of inorganic material. So it'd be like the Galar form is just a steel whatever type, and it's like a clockwork robotic version of that Pokemon. Like, that's just Mm. as likely as armored forms. I think people are touching very much on the fact that there's an industrial feel to it, there is uh, an emphasis in the trailer on some of the more mechanical things. We've seen Meltan, so we know that there's going to be a more mechanical feel to some of them. I don't know that that's going to be armored forms, but with what we know, it's as plausible a theory as anything else. Yeah, it's a little steampunky. It's a little steampunky. But... Uh, wait, wait, we're getting spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. We're getting ahead of ourselves. We'll talk about the steampunky aspects, but I, I, I don't think that's out of the wheelhouse. Bobby, armored forms, are armored evolutions, yes or no? I mean, I guess the fact that this post had correctly called Sword and Shield what they are is something, uh, even though that's kind of been thrown around a lot with yeah uh, in the past few months with just the region and other things. But I would be with armored evolutions um i had already thought they would do maybe some kind of galar region pokemon anyway uh like they did alola yeah that was awesome i think that got great feedback from people so uh i would be it'd be cool to see this so what you're saying is that the pokemon company incorrectly predicted that anthem would be a popular game (laughs) so they decided to invest in mechs yep and they're pokemon in mechs now Darling in the Franks all the way. Yeah. All right. This last news article I kind of selected more for our new listeners. Thank, welcome, new listeners, to episode 348. Uh, this is from The Verge, uh, which is a website that has all kinds of interesting news articles. Uh, this one is called Pokemon Go Spurred an Amazing Era that Continues with Sword and Shield. 
Since its debut in 2016, more than 1 billion people have downloaded Pokemon Go, which is significantly more than have played every previous entry in the series combined. At its peak, tens of millions of people played monthly, swarming city streets and turning Pokemon Go into the first global real-world video game. It introduced new people to the franchise and rekindled an interest in lapsed fans. Often, when an entertainment property reaches that kind of mainstream success, particularly with a streamlined take like Pokemon Go, fans worry about the dumbing down of their beloved games. But that's not what happened to Pokemon. Instead, Pokemon Go inspired a creative boom for the franchise, leading to some of the best, most approachable Pokemon games to date. And with yesterday's reveal of Pokemon Sword and Shield for the Nintendo Switch, that trend looks to continue. Things started out fairly slowly. In the summer of 2016, when Pokemon Go Mania was at its zenith, Nintendo revealed that sales of older Pokemon games on the 3DS were exploding, due largely to the increased attention brought on by the mobile AR game. A few months later, Pokemon Sun and Moon became two of Nintendo's fastest-selling games ever. Unsurprisingly, these numbers began to have impact on the games themselves. In 2017, Nintendo released Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, enhanced versions of the previous 3DS games. And these games had a number of features that were specifically inspired by Pokemon Go, including a more streamlined user interface and the ability to capture stronger monsters much earlier in the game. We knew we had a good fan base, but of course we were surprised by the sheer number of users who came out as big Pokemon fans when Pokemon Go was released. Sun and Moon director Shigeru Omori told The Verge back in 2017, We want to draw on that excitement that's been built up over the past year. Things went a step farther last year with Pokemon Let's Go, a game designed explicitly to combine the approachable nature of Pokemon Go with a more traditional role-playing game. It removed series and genre staples like random battles and stripped out many other inessential elements while adding more playful features like motion-controlled throws for capturing Pokemon and the option to have your favorite monster follow you around, just like in the cartoon. Prior to these games, the series often felt like it was something of a holding pattern, with new entries that slightly improved on their predecessors but also added increasingly convoluted features that seemed unnecessary. But with the inspiration of Pokemon Go, Pokemon games became more welcoming, simplifying the formula without ruining what makes it work so well in the first place. Pokemon Go really did represent the second Pokemon boom, so to say, and it was really a rare opportunity that no one could have counted on, longtime series director Junichi Masuda told The Verge last year. It's still too early to tell whether this year's Sword and Shield will follow this trend. From yesterday's brief early glimpse, they appear to be much more traditional than Let's Go. Importantly, they're also the first mainline Pokemon games to debut on a home console. That means this will likely be the biggest and most beautiful entry in the series to date. And with that, we could see yet another Pokemon boom. So the, the, the article takes a lot of logical leaps that aren't necessarily supported by the facts at hand. I do think, I do agree that, you know, Pokemon Company capitalized a lot on the popularity and the sudden resurgence. I think Let's Go is the bigger symbol of um, the willingness to deal with the Pokemon Go community, but I don't think how they're sort of putting it here, like it drove all all of these changes. I think that's a huge stretch. Um, 
I think they decided, I think their higher release schedule is definitely because they're capitalizing on the popularity of Go. Like they are, they're putting out games and remakes and virtual counter stuff on a real steady clip. Um, but I, I take some issue with how much this article is giving credence to Go changing everything. I agree. It's it seems like a bit of a stretch. I I do think Sword and Shield will have a lot of fanfare behind it because it is their first Switch. It is right after Go, and they're really trying to capture to keep that audience. So I I, I do think there's some reality in it. I just think the article really overstates the effect on the games that Go has. Clearly, popularity well, brought it back into people's consciousness, but I don't think. Other than Let's Go, Pokemon Go had that much to do with the gameplay or the story or the designs. Yeah, it's. I mean, obviously with Let's Go, it's there's there's a real integration there. But outside of that title, I, I'm not seeing that huge of an influence. Other than they they, I mean, but every Pokemon game has, <laughs> in a way, been you know it starts out like here's how to play Pokemon. There's, there's, there's right. never been a Pokemon game that started out with like, well, we're just going to assume you already know everything, so th- we're throwing you into the jungle. Here, here's a single Pokeball. Fight for your life. <laughs> yeah. Also, I don't think the Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon did shorten the hand holding a little bit, right? It did, but that's it not sh- because of Pokemon Go. That's because it was no. a third version game. Right. Yeah. Right. And I mean, it, so the beginning of Sun and Moon was so handholdy because it was to get people who hadn't played the games before into how to play the games because they are complicated. Um, not nece- like there's a lot you can ignore, but like that first island was clearly, hey, this is a great entry point for these games. And I think. I, I don't expect to have that same sort of entry point mentality going into these next set of games because we've already had two of them and they tend to shy away from doing that again. Uh, like Black and White came out after Diamond and Pearl did and Diamond and Pearl still had sort of a handholdy beginning and Black and White didn't. And Black and White Two really didn't. It was like you know what yeah. to do at this point. So I I th- I don't expect there to be that much hand holding in the next one because it's the th- technically the third game Pokemon Go players have been introduced to since the Go hit it big. Yeah, this is the, the, the second they've been game. exposed to. Yeah, you know, this is the second game on the Switch, but it's like all the other ones in the series from what we've seen, good or bad. So. Mm. I don't think it, I don't expect I expect there there's always going to be handholdiness because they always have to teach you how to play the game up front. Like every game does it whether you're paying attention to do it or not. There's always a simplified version for a little bit to get you used to how to play the game and then it throws you into the game. I I also feel that Let's Go was kind of the handhold uh, like the whole game was kind of like the handhold of the basics of a Pokemon game. And although they'll obviously put some into this new game, I think that, and some people may not have played Let's Go, but if you did, you got a really good idea of how um, the very basics of how these games work. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I will say um, I'm very happy that uh, Pokemon Go has provided people the realization that there there's more to Pokemon than just the trading card game because there's a lot of people out there who think it's only the trading card game mm-hmm. um, and that they still make new video games that, that yep. you can play. And it's also, you know, also raising awareness of things like, uh, well, hate to say Pokemon Duel, but, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that there's other varieties of the Pokemon franchise out there that people can play and enjoy. So... Definitely happy about that. All right, we're going to go to a break now. And when we come back, uh, we will go through our initial thoughts about the Pokemon Direct that was right at 9 o'clock in the morning Eastern on Pokemon Day. Who's your favorite Pokemon? Who's your favorite Pokemon? Swabby. Swabby. Who's your favorite Pokemon? Who's your favorite Pokemon? Who's your favorite Pokemon? still gonna try to do from all... our break <laughs> is that how he goes yeah and we're back from our break from our break uh to talk about this rumor that came out from the pokemon company on yeah. pokemon day pokemon sword and shahield something like that Shaheeld. Like uh i've heard it referred to as uh Pokemon Attack and Protect. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that one. I'm referring yep. to it as Pokemon D&D. Pokemon D&D. Um, I've heard Pokemon Swish or Swish. swish. I like Pokemon S- Swish. S-W-S-H. S-W-S-H. Yeah. Swish. That's pretty yeah. good. Uh, Pokemon S&S, something like that. Pokemon uh, S&S is real bad. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Bobby, why don't you give me your initial reactions to the Pokemon Sword and Shield trailer. What what jumped out at you? Okay, I think the first thing that jumped out was that they weren't using the same graphics as uh as Let's Go. And I actually found that really exciting because when I first bought a Switch and played Zelda Breath of the Wild, I really liked the way that looked. Um and I feel like this game is a little bit more toward that than it is towards the animations a little bit more towards that than it is towards let's go uh also i really liked that um oh i really like the region in general but i just i really liked the animation um it felt like similar to the 3ds as well and i've been playing a lot of ultra sun and ultra moon lately so that was really exciting it just brought it back to that feel and made it different from let's go which is i think what a lot of people were hoping for it was it was what i was yeah. hoping for as well all right greg initial reactions um i'm very excited for it i think it looks uh beautiful there are so <laughs> there are certain things in the trailer that have me disappointed but otherwise i'm very excited for it uh i think they built the trailer gives a very strong sense of 
the theme of the world. It feels much more industrial, much more mechanical, um, which is an interesting take. Um, I I like the fact that uh, Sword and Shield makes it makes me th- feel comfortable because it feels very Dungeons and Dragons, which is another big passion of mine. And so I'm I'm very interested to see what sort of take on this world that they have. Seeing that they're they're it, it feels much more industrial and away from nature than all of the other games that we've played so far. All of them. Yeah. Even Diamond and Pearl? Even Diamond and Pearl. Like Diamond and Pearl still had was still like there were no huge cities in Diamond and Pearl. There weren't a lot of mm. um there was a lot of like myth and uh like Diamond and Pearl was full of like back in the day and this is how they used to interact with the world and this is how we create a new universe, but it was still very much forces of nature. And this feels like it's getting away a bit from the forces of nature and much more towards industrialization, modernization of this of society, which I'm curious to see how that if that actually plays out in the game. Interesting. So I first off, <laughs> I my my initial reaction was I was thinking that it was South America. Because yeah, you were really like on that. South the America, whole thing was like because all right, if I think of ancient weird things in the British Isles, I'm going to be very careful with my language here because I know there are certain people that are very particular about how you refer to the United Kingdom of England, Wales, Scotland, and Northern Ireland, um, and those particular islands. Uh, but. When I think of weird ancient things from the British Isles, I think of Stonehenge. Yeah. I do not think of chalk carvings in hillsides. Uh, When I think of large-scale art depictions on ground, like geographic kind of, I think of the Nazca lines in Peru. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And that's like, well, but I will also give myself the slight excuse that I got a phone call in the middle of the Pokemon Direct. (laughs) So I was a little distracted uh, by having to deal with something on the phone. So I just saw that big, like, on the side of a hill thing, and I was like, oh, it's Nazca lines. This must be. And then also, um, Grookey, the monkey grass starter. and he kind of like makes me think of like a, like an Amazonian yeah kind of creature. So that's sure. also made I me think of South America. But on second viewing, when you actually look at the clothes that these people are wearing, yeah, you look at the clothes. Like their house is very cottagey. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. The big city is Big Benny. Yeah. Um, big, big Benny. Big, big old Benny. Big old Benny up there. Um. So, like, the buildings, at least in the first one, have a very old English style. Um, But there are definitely... There are definitely many world, like, wider world influences on this in the trailer. Like, there are styles from a a bunch of different places. So, it's definitely intended to have uh English Great Britain feel to it, but I think there are a lot of designs that are taking from the world at large as well. Yeah. 
And I also think part of the problem is that they already did Stonehenge in X and Y. They did. They put it in so, France. <laughs> they just moved it over to France, which I don't, I don't know if there's like that kind of a rock formation in France. So Not that I know of, but ooh, I don't remember one. I mean, there's cave paintings in France. Yeah. Hmm. So also, I was very excited because to me, the art style is very reminiscent of the X and Y art style. And it I is. would have to say, mm. outside of um, aerial battles, I think the the art, the theming of the towns and everything in X and Y is probably the best. Yeah. That X and Y had a very solid unified feel. Um, I won't go on my wonky plot line rants, but yeah. visually X and Y... X and Y had a very strong visual feel, and the Pokemon from that region had a strong visual feel. Yeah, for the X and Y plot line, I always, even if it's not true, I just tell myself it's the same thing when it's like a poorly translated anime, mm -hmm. and I just say, it must have made sense in Japanese. <laughs> it didn't. <laughs> it didn't. There's just a, a cultural discontinuation between us that's not coming across, so... Uh. But yeah, I, I love that art style. Um, I will disagree a little bit with you, Greg. Um, I think How dare you? <laughs> I dare, because I'm younger. Um, <laughs> just oh, wow. barely. Uh, I think that the steampunky industrial stuff is probably just one of the towns. It could be, but... I was thinking that too. It could be, but like, there's an entire... Um, Clearly, there's an entire soccer field that they go to, or European well, a football. stadium. Yeah, they the go to stadium. A stadium, and they're dressed in football slash soccer clothes. So I think, like, I look at the map, and like, apart from your starting area, which is very countryside, there's one. There's the big Bend city that is very industrially, and then if you look up to the next city, it's also sort of big and ominous, and has a very industrial feel to it. Um, so like, I think there's a couple of things, plus there's more train tracks around than we've seen in other areas. Like there's a lot of bridges that looks like they're train tracks. Um, so that sort of just leads me to feel that this has got a more industrial feel to it than others. What if they're bringing back the battle subway? Oh, I'd be so excited for the battle oh, subway. Man. I'm in, <laughs> I am I'm so in. in. And the other thing that makes me feel like the industrial part is when they introduce the starters in the trailer they they have the fire starter running on a gear after showing a big mechanized yeah work like there true. is that part of it that right. just lends me feel it let's 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 go in depth on the starters here score All bunny right. obviously no what Absolutely. Excuse me, I, can I finish yes. my statement, sirs? No. Uh, <laughs> score bunny, obviously a soccer player, a football player. I think it's a football hooligan. Oh. Uh, okay, I wasn't going to use those terms. <laughs> although I may agree with you. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I think it's they definitely have like a jersey-wearing feel in that design. Yes. Well, it's a bunny that scores. Yes. 
and it has a little like tape on its nose that's supposed nose. to open up its nasal passages for making breathing easier, like all the it sports people do. It also has the do. tape on its feet, so is it opening up its feet for breathing? <laughs> no, it's the because then <laughs> I I mean the pad. The pads on its feet are because it, when it runs so fast, it's burning fire and it needs to protect Have its feet. Have you ever sported, Bobby? Because I know Greg has not. I've sported. I have, yeah. What sport did you sport, sir? I sported. I played basketball for about 15 years. What sport did you sport, Greg? Uh, golf. That is soccer, not a sport. And downhill <laughs> golf skiing. Golf is a full-life human-sized tabletop game. It's just a dexterity <laughs> game. Those are the three things that I have medals in. Oh dear. Golf, medals, oh. soccer, and downhill skiing. Ah, well, I'll I'll listen to the basketball player here. I'm sure basketball oh, players have thank you. played soccer. Thank you. Taped things up here. What did you play? Like ASO? I mean, I was a kid. Yeah, we didn't have those. You know, you know what it was like back in the '80s. It was just throw a ball in a field and let kids go at it. Oh. Please, let's not get back into my personal trauma. Score Bunny is cute, but obviously not the best of the three starters. All right. All right. Sobble. Wow. Sobble. It's cute. It's cute. It's it's a chameleon. Yep. I'm not sure that uh, the UK is known for its chameleons as opposed to South America, where there are chameleons. You're really still fighting for the South American uh, region, huh? I'm just a little annoyed. Just a little annoyed. (laughs) Um, so what does it say for what it's going to be able to do in the game? So you think it's going to have, like, do you think they're going to have the, the traditional um, abilities of, what is it, Torrent? Yeah, and I don't think they'll get rid of those. Where they get higher power boost to same type or to their attacks when their health is low? Yeah, I think they'll keep the yeah, same Yeah, I think abilities. they'll keep that. I think, like, the hidden ability, yeah. they might make something new, uh, something that makes it harder to hit, like they'll, it'll be the same thing. Like if it's, if it's raining, you know, like how um, Glaceon when it's snowing is harder to hit. I would imagine like its hidden ability when it's raining, it'll have something like that, like water camouflage, where it's harder to hit in the rain. Oh, nice. Or maybe it'll be like um, what's the chameleon? The actual chameleon Pokemon. Um, Kecleon. Kecleon. Where it'll change its typing or add an, uh, add something to its water typing when it gets hit. Could be. I mean, the problem is, is that they did Protean for uh, Froakie. Froakie slash Greninja. Greninja, yeah. So they kind of already burned that. <laughs> Not to say they won't do it again, because they love to recycle. Why reinvent the wheel? Well, but, but I mean, the difference is that Protean, uh, its typing changes based on the move that it uses. Yeah. And with Kecleon's, uh, it's when it gets hit by something, that's when it changes. Yeah, it's got color change, but Kecleon's hidden ability is Protean. Oh, really? Yeah. Ugh. And the last one, obviously, best of the starters. The Grookey. best of the starters, Grookey, the best. Grookey no, forever. No, no, no. Grookey is life. Grookey gang, I'm in. <laughs> well, I, you could say Grookey is life, too, <laughs> because like gang. if you watch the animation, like... Score bunny like the I'm not going to use the word hooligan hooligan that it uh, is <laughs> lands on the grass burns the burns grass the grass sobble like comes oh. out of the fountain and sprays water to put the fire out and then Grookey's over and he's like banging on a little rock like a drum and then all of a sudden the grass grows back yeah circle, circle of, life. of life Grookey devastating so... wildfires from a football hooligan yeah. 
<laughs> so there's a couple of things. One, given the theming of the sword and shield, what are our options? What are our odds that Grookey's stick turns into some sort of sword? Um, I don't know if I want to see the grass type turn into the paladin again. Yeah, so I was because I just sort of did this on Twitter as well, ran down the D&D relationships from the last six starters because they all have <laughs> D&D equivalents. Um, and then this is Sword and Shield. But I, I have a strong feeling like one of them will get a shield and one of them will get a sword. And I if, don't know what the last one will get. What if Grookey's stick turns into a wand and it's like um, grass, grass psychic? psychic. It's yeah. the Delphox problem all over again i'm i'm living for it I'm why there. was that a problem there's no people, problem with del fox sir <laughs> there is but people on the uh, internet think there is i love del fox's design i think it was amazing del fox is great it's it's fine it's it's nice this is an unpopular say, opinion yeah I'll, I'll leave it at that i will say this this of the most actually of all of the starters throughout time this is the first time that i've actually liked the designs of all three. Like I clearly have my favorites and I know the order that I put them in, but also I I like the designs of all of them. I think they're all very unique looking. Yeah, I, I think agree. They all have I think they all present a strong personality right when you look at them. Like you can sort of just pick out their personality. Although I do agree, like, we need more definition as to where Grookey's putting that stick in its hair. Um what do you mean? Like it doesn't show it doesn't show like a wraparound <laughs> it just says like it's tacked to the back of its leaves. It's uh, like a little top knot. Yeah, but it's not knotted. <laughs> All I'm saying it needs yeah, a little bit it needs weird. a little bit it's, more. It's for a me. drawing, right. okay? It's a drawing. <laughs> it's a drawing. I mean, I've seen tremendous fan art for these that I I love them all. I think they're all great. Um of the three, I think Sobble's design just doesn't strike me as strong as the other ones. Like yeah, it's, it's still weak. a very good one, but it just doesn't it doesn't speak to me in any meaningful way. Hey, Sobble, did you guys see Inside Out? Yes, many times. Isn't Sobble just remind you of uh, like sadness? I don't. What's the emotion? Yeah. Sadness. A little sadness bit. Emotion. I mean, in look yeah. too, a little bit. I mean, it's 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 still very good. Like, I like the fact that they actually did the chameleon hands. Yes. <laughs> like they actually picked the chameleon hands for its hands and feet. That sort of the weird sort of cuppy things. Like, there's a lot of great design in all of these, and I'm I'm very, I'm very happy with them. Um, I think they all have strong personalities, which I'm drawn to. Um. So I, I, this is the first time in a long time that I'm like, yeah, I could pick any of these starters and I'd probably be happy. Although Grookey is life and Grookey forever. <laughs> I, I will say what one thing I, I think that they missed out on Sobble is they didn't show the tail as much, which is really yeah. what makes it very strongly chameleon. Um, so possibly if we have more views of of it from people, will change their opinion. Yeah, but also we all know. It'll all, it all go south when we see the evolution. When we see the evolution, <laughs> yeah. that's what changes everything because, you know, there's a reason why I have a level 100 chest bin that was never allowed to evolve into anything else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I mean, there are some, I, personally, I really love Rowlet and Dartrix and Decidueye. That's like, I think that was the first starter where... I legitimately liked all three uh, in yeah. its evolution line. 
So they could do it I again. Mean, I do love me some Tepig and and all his evolutions. Also, uh, we we now have in the um, Chinese zodiac of fire type starters. We we now have our hair. Yep. So yep. we're actually running out of slots. We are. We're running out. I I am not on board with everybody assuming that it's firefighting. I mean, that's been pretty <laughs> pretty frequent, except for X and Y. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas I, grass I, fighting. Personally, I still sort of feel given the so well. One, I made this joke, but I. It's sort of not a joke. Like, if they're sticking with the heavy medieval theme, I could see them all being dragon types at the end. Really? <laughs> Fire yeah, dragon, grass dragon. Grass dragon and water dragon. Water dragon. I could see that happening. Um, but given sort of like the fact that Scorebunny was introduced in the mechanical part, they're focusing on his speed, I could see this as actually being a fire electric when it ends. Um. And that's like my only other sort of prediction for it. I, I don't know that they would do firefighting again. Like, we haven't gone through, I don't know how many of these VGCs where they're collecting data to to say, well, we need another firefighting type. Um, well, starters never count for VGCs. If you're using a starter on your competitive video game team, you rethink your choices. I mean, yeah, but they've done other things. Like, <laughs> I mean, they've done monotypes and they've done only from this region types like that's true so i mean i i i think everybody says it because they're all expecting to be disappointed with it being firefighting again i just i don't see i don't see it as much as i see cases for other things or i mean and it's definitely not out of the running i'm okay with that i'll i'll stick to being disappointed until it does end up being like fire electric and I would be very happy. I mean, I could see if we're doing nothing, I could see um, like fire steel, water so fairy. I was going to say, what if, what if, okay, so in X and Y, they introduced the new trio of fighting, dark, and psychic. Yep. So what if they want to do a new trio? Because I was actually thinking that it would be fire dark because obviously hooligan. Um, right. But <laughs> let's say. It's not, and they want to do a different trio. I would say Fire Steel, Grass Fairy, Water Dragon. Ooh, Water Dragon would be really Yeah, but cool Dragon's not strong against Steel. Yeah, it, it doesn't work a complete circle around, but a lot of them don't work a complete circle around. Like Fighting, Dark, and Psychic don't necessarily work because Psychic... Is dark negate psychic? So like, there's that sort of weird break there. Like, they're well, not perfect. But dark is strong against psychic. Psychic strong against fighting, and fighting is strong against dark. So yeah. that's kind of the way that it goes. Steel. Steel is strong, Steel against, strong fairy. against fairy. Fairy is fairy strong, is strong against, against fire. Fire. Well, fairy is no, strong wait, against no. dragon. Well, dragon. No. Yeah. Because yeah. ugh, fairy is weak against fire, doesn't yeah. it? Uh, fairy strong against well, fairy strong against fighting, and then fighting is strong against steel. Uh-oh. So, could be. It could, could be water that. fighting. <laughs> we haven't done a water fighting in a while. Hmm. But yeah, I mean, there's a t- like, there's a ton of ways to go. Um. What if you could choose your starter's evolution path, and then that determines. The other ones. <laughs> they would never they would <laughs> never introduce that level of complexity at this point. 
Well, uh, it's hard to say never. Yeah, I know. Patterns. <laughs> patterns. It's all about the patterns. All right. So this is when we're going to go really, really deep, folks. What I'd like for you gentlemen to do is to please pull up the map of I, Oh, I've had the map up. <laughs> Believe Got me. Got it here. <laughs> so wait, if score map. bunny means score and bunny and sobble means sob and bubble, what is Grookey getting at? Grass well, monkey? I think, by the way, I think score, score bunny scorch. is scorch, scorch and bunny. bunny. Well, but also score like score in bunny. scoring yeah. a... Uh, you know, a, a goal, a, a soccer match, a, a goal. Yes. Grookey. Is it maybe Grookey's like a groovy monkey and he's going to be like the Beatles. Could be. Oh, oh no. Yeah, that would be, he's that so would be something groovy. Else. Oh, sound type confirmed. No. Or the monkeys. Stop, stop trying to make sound type happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, map of Galar. First I'm off, to find like a super big version of it. They haven't released it yet. Um, we're gonna go from bottom to top because I'm pretty sure that's the path you're gonna take in yeah. this very linear yeah. <laughs> region. It's very linear, but also Absolutely. seems really big. Yeah, it does. Which I'm living for right now. And and we know from these maps in the past that the parts that are covered by clouds that there may be things right. in those areas that they're just not revealing to us. I mean us they yet. already hint that there's uh, islands off to the side. Yeah, yeah. So down at the bottom uh, is like a is, farming town with a little yeah. church that's Which, we'll most just call this the Shire. the Shire. No. The Shire. No. We started, we started in the Shire. <laughs> And there's a purple mansion in the upper right-hand corner. Which by the is that? So I think that appears in the trailer, right? Um, Ugh, I, I don't recall. I mean, let me pull hmm. up the trailer real quick. Yeah, I'm looking at the trailer. I'm not seeing. Uh, yep, you do yeah, see it for a, for a second, split but it's just second. It's just over. It's just like it's just an over like a drone okay. shot. Yeah. But it's important. So maybe this is the professor's house it or could be. where you're gonna get your first Pokemon from. Um the little church like place has train tracks coming out of it, so it's not a church, it's probably a train station. Yep. And probably well, Okay, trains... wait, 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 wait. I knew I saw it. Uh at um 19 seconds in, the giant purple manor by the lake has a gym field in front of it. Oh, it does have a little soccer field oh, in front it does. of it. You're right. Yeah. So I think that's the first gym. Or where there's, you there's, there's, so there's a purple mansion that's in the, in, there's a purple house that's in the first town by the river. And that seems to be yeah. the professor's area, probably. And then further that's up by the lake is the first gym. Ah, yeah, that'd be too far for the professor's house or lab yeah. if it was all the well, way up there. There's no such thing as too far. Look at how far you had to walk to get your starters in sun and moon. Yeah, you had to walk. You had to walk all over that island. Um. Well, okay, but is it kind of like in black and white too, where you had to go to the school 
And that's like that was the first the first gym was the school, the elementary school. Maybe you have to go to the factory oh. in this one. Go to the Pokemon factory. Because Sun and Sun and Moon had that too. You had to go to the school and train. Yeah, yeah but that wasn't the first so, gym. And they had no, I know it wasn't, but I'm just saying they did have yeah. that, and then they did have a battlefield true, in front true. of it. Yeah. So could be. Interesting. Um so uh, obviously a lot of farming Pokemon. I am a little disturbed if they're going to really go deep into like industrial era. <laughs> we have our Pokemon working in the factories and yep. living on gruel. <laughs> yep. All right. So right above the farming town, obviously, so the train goes into the mountain. Mm-hmm. And then the next time we see a train track, it's it's over on the left-hand side. Yep. So past it's like a giant lake. Yeah, so there's a giant lake, but right below, so your little hometown is separated from the rest of Galar by a mountain range. Um right at the bottom there's some kind of building. Yeah, I can't make out what that building is. I can't like, either. I've been looking all over the place. And I can't. And then at like above to the upper left of the lake, and the lake kind of looks like a footprint. Um, there's a, a tower that's falling apart. So that, to me, is kind of like Dragon Spiral Tower from Black and White and Black and White 2. But also, if you notice, the train tracks go, like, on a bridge, like, zip you right past that region. The Ooh, only I, got way- a, I found a giant map. Okay, I found one. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, the only way to get back down is like down the right hand side. Yeah. So to me that's almost like post game. Okay, so the building that's in that little nook by the mountains just north of yours looks like another clock towery type thing. It's definitely a Oh yeah, tower. with the higher resolution, you're yeah. right. Right. And then we go so the, like the train looks like it takes you to whatever we're calling London. Yeah, but so so this lake region, and, and also I think that rock on the right-hand side with the shadow is probably, since it's kind of like out of place, Yeah, there that's probably also another prominent location. Yep. Um, but I, my, my idea is that, or thinking, is that this is definitely going to be like post-game that you have to unlock after Elite Four, and this will be like your battle arena, mm. something like that. You know, Battle Chateau, okay. something like that, along those lines. Um, because it really, if you look at the path, right, you go up the left-hand side, and then you come yeah. back down the right-hand side. Yeah, that definitely could be. Oh, there's that. Okay, so let's not jump ahead, but I see the stadium. Yeah, you... <laughs> there's the stadium. <laughs> All right, Just so above the, London is the stadium. The train takes you to the London Big Ben Clock Tower uh there's a river that goes through it. There's a big, actually, uh, wall or like moat wall mm-hmm. thing. What are they? Drawbridge. Um, to get into that town. Yep. Um, and there's also water all around the wall. This is just a walled city. This is Attack on Titan all over again. Yeah, this is 100% Attack on Titan. With a weird, uh, do you see that gray walkway that's coming out the right side? Yeah, there's a there's that. Yeah, it's really weird. Um, I don't know what that is. There's like a continuation of the wall further down, like 
Yeah. I don't know if like that wall opens and closes along yeah. that channel. Like it's, the that whole bridge. area is a little weird. But it, it looks like once you arrive in that city, you can go south into that lake area where the old tower is and further down. No, I you think can... I think that drawbridge is not opening until you are in post game and you're be. locked out of that area until you unlock it. That could be. Or also, because it looks like you can go all the way up to that other city and come back down around. On the right-hand side, yeah. Like, you go yeah. up the left-hand right. side, and then you go down the right-hand side. Yeah. All right. So what else do we see in London? Obviously, it is, yeah, it's very steampunky. It's very steampunky. Um, it looks like there's another set of train tracks that lead off into a cave over on the left side. Yeah. That run past that sort of mm-hmm. weird mansion area. I don't know what that is. So that, um, if you look, it looks like there's little train tracks in yeah. front of that little building. Yeah. So I suspect that that is uh, maybe like a little train station. Because remember how the battle subway, you'd go out to that one mm. town? Mm-hmm. <laughs> battle subway, I'm, I'm pushing for it. <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, there's like, I think at some point you'll be able to unlock a train so you can bypass this cave, but probably early game, you're going to have to yeah, walk through this cave. You'll have to walk cave. through that cave. Well, in the trailer, they're walking through the train tracks. They're walking on. That's not one safe. One of the characters is walking um, <laughs> in the cave on that the train. That's not track. safe at all. No. Although but, that cave know. looks so cool with the glowing gems and everything yeah, like that. Yeah, it looked beautiful. Also, first thing, let's just say this right now. I am switching out my giant boy backpack. Is a steam trunk on my back. That's going to be a back problem. Yeah, they, they better <laughs> want, give us I want the cute messenger bag that the girl has. Come on. Little satchel. Yeah, it looks real nice. Um, but yeah, that, that, yeah, the boy bag is so big and it's got it's the so handle big. on the side. It's a steam trunk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, steam trunks for steampunks. Yeah. There All right, go. so let's assume we're walking out of London, Big Ben Town. Um, we have to go up that trail on the left, and we have to walk into the mountain because train's not unlocked yet. Yep. I think that's like a mine. I think or it's a mine because it doesn't. Come no, no, out. it does. It doesn't come out. If you look, um, okay, so you see the little train house with the train tracks in front of it. If you look up into the right, that's where the cave comes out, and you see that trail that then Wait, goes what? into the new, like farming slash stadium town. Oh. Right, you go into the mountain on the left, and then you come out in the center right. Ooh, there's a lot on this map. Uh, there's okay. a lot, and I love it. Yeah, this is like <laughs> a so huge happy. reason. Also, so, okay, so then we're let's just go, we're in Stadium Town with the big art on the mounds. All right, so farms. I actually don't think that that's the stadium. I think that's another gym. I think that's a grass gym. Because in the video, that looked like a little grass symbol. And it looked oh, like the grass yeah. dome it building. Is, it is the grass gym. This is, or whatever I'll tell you it what is, this is. Yeah. This is that theater where Shakespeare used to put on his performances. The Globe? The okay. Globe Theater. So, like, okay, if the stadium then, if that stadium is the grass gym, then directly across to the left on the dock, there's another building like that that looks like it's got the water symbol, and that must be a water gym. Yeah. Oh, oh, maybe all yeah, the that gyms was my are thought. stadiums. I, I, I think in because the, then if you look further up into the rocks 
Just yeah. north on the side, there's another building that, that looks like a rock gym. Oh, then they're hidden. all out. I see them now all over the place. And then hidden above the rock gym in the forest. Yeah. Looks like it's with like a psychic one with the mushrooms. Well, it's, I feel it's, it could be psychic fairy or poison. Like, there's things about all of them that are in there. And then... Directly across from that and the left in the forest is the ice gym because behind that chalet at the top is the pointy part of the gym. I see it now. I see it all. Wait, where are you seeing the so ice in, gym? So there's the giant rock wall and then there's that chateau in the forest of ice forest yeah. and at the top of that building is the gym. Yeah, you see it's got the spikies. Ooh, gotcha. Yeah. Oh, so, cool. Yep. There All right, we found the gyms, folks. One, two, three, four, five. five. If that one down below in the starter town and is the sixth, then there's just two. And I'll tell you, look at the base of Big Ben. I bet you see a gym there. Yeah, I think that's one, too. <laughs> yeah. We've yeah. cracked the code, folks. We've cracked so, the code. One, so first gym, north of your town. Second gym, London. Third gym, grass. Fourth gym, water. And then maybe, like in Johto, there's a choice to go to the rock and then poison, fairy, psychic, whatever, then snow. And then I think the final gym is probably going to be in that giant town before the Elite Four. Like, I don't know where the eighth gym is. unless Yeah. Or the eighth gym could be in that center mechanical building, and I'm just not seeing it. In or that giant town. Or you end in London. Oh, true. Or you, uh, I don't know. I, I just don't want it to be like Halos where you're doing loop-de-loops. I hope right. not. So we've got Grass Town. <laughs> it's got stonehenge looking things yep. in it. It's got, has, I don't know what the yellow, like where it looks like tr- something's been chopped down or construction or. They look like construction pits almost or like. Like archaeological digs, Something. which would make sense. Yeah. That would make sense for because that. Because that area. region's got like yeah. the ancient paintings on it. So it, yeah, I get us archaeological. The hill carving. It. Yeah. Which um, is like somebody is it, blowing out a wind of some sort. I mean, it's different than the weird canyon that's left to the crown city. I mean, to the right of the crown city. Like there's that canyon path that leads up to the snow mansion. You're getting too far ahead. Hold I on, know. Hold on. Hold on. All I'm right. excited. So we're following the trail. Then we leave that grass gym town. We're going to the right. There's another little house there. Yep. We're going to talk to somebody. We're going to go across this bridge because that path is the end game path. So we're going to go across and then we go to water town. Yep. With the lighthouse and the little ship. And the ship has got to take us somewhere either this game or post game. Yeah. Off to one of the islands. Like there's no way like there's not going to be somewhere to go well i should say there's no way they do it all the time but they probably will put some sort of voyage there we're gonna go to victini yes victini too oh heck yeah i'm a victini all right so oh you know what because actually if you look at the trail it kind of ends yeah there, ends there right that trail ends there so we're gonna have to take a ship Probably there's another set of mystery train tracks. So that where? So there's that train track that runs north and into the mountainside just next to the water gym, like that right above the water. Yeah, train tracks seem not to be attached to anything. Well, they're attached. They end in that forest. 
oh, that's what that gray bridge going into London town is. Yeah, that the train oh. comes down there and then pops. There's another train that goes back in. Yep. And yep. then yep, and then it. you come. Yeah, so you're going to go back to London, and then up above that train track is another walking trail that goes in, and it's a cave. Yep. Um. So you know what? You take the boat on the Thames there, which empties out on the right-hand side of the map. It takes you back into London, and then you mm. walk through a cave, maybe, that's going to get you up to Iceland? Yeah, well, there's also that cavern. Like, I have a feeling like you have to go into the Crown City to access all the other gyms, and I think there's a branching path in that city. So I think you can choose to go through the canyon up to the snow place, or you can go through the uh, big water crater rock area on the on the left, and then up into the forest where the poison psychic fairy gym is. Like yeah. I think, I think in the Crown City, there's a branching path a little bit like like Jodo. Yeah, this is getting yeah, a little it sort of looks like you have to double. Yeah, back you. Will, I think you there's go. no way you. I don't think there's any way to not have to double back because it's clear that you have to take the train through the crown city, through the big wall, because there's the train tracks that lead up to the giant city at the very top of the map. Right. But the giant city at the top of the map, that's got to be London, because it's got the big wheel. But it doesn't so, have Big Ben. It's got... Yeah, it does. Big, Look to the left got, of the wheel. Yeah, it does. Just to the left oh, of the wheel. Oh, then what's the Big Ben down there? I don't... Why do we have more than one Big Ben? Well, why do we have... Why do we have Stonehenge? No, right? so this I is going to be like some... This one down here is like some ancient... Oh yeah, town, and then see. This uh, is why I think there's going to be an industrial feel to this because it's like the ancient town down here, and then the super mechanized version up at the top. Like I think, I think industrialization is going to pay a bigger part in these games. And then under okay, so under Crown City, uh, next to the train tracks, there's another Stonehenge, like yeah. flat rock on top of two rocks. All right, I think we've yeah. kind of lost the path here once we got to the boat. So let's just well, start. Well, it's very confusing as yeah. what, where the paths are because they kind of branch all over the place at this point. Yeah. let's. I, look. I definitely okay. think, because it's weird, because if you look at the canyon, the canyon leads up to the snow thing, and then there's another door on the other side that leads you down to the ice flows. Like it goes to the water and stops. Yeah. Which is uh, like, Maybe that's where the boat lets you off. Um but okay, so let's look at the rock type rock gym. So there's a little yeah. diglet dug trio tunnel. Yep. That's that's pretty oh, yeah. clear <laughs> that that's what that is. Yeah, definitely. That gym. And then there's that weird wall with all the colors. Yeah. It's like psychedelic wall leading into fairy forest. Like, I don't I think s- does I, it is that a tunnel? Is that there's a little thing at the bottom. There's a little dark spot at the bottom. Yeah. It makes me think that you walk through that to get into the mystical forest full of fairies. Like I'm leaning fairy because that's very British feeling. Yes. And also so the I, large mushrooms. Yeah, and the large mushrooms. So I'm I'm feeling like Morlul fairy. I, I'm feeling that as a fairy gym, which I, I think we're gonna get a lot lot more fairy types in this generation. Yeah. Um wouldn't the mushrooms lead toward like a poison type? They could. I'm just feeling more mystical poison than mystical forest than poison forest, but it could yeah. go either way. Because they're happy mushrooms. They're not evil mushrooms. <laughs> Don't tell Irene. All mushrooms are evil though. <sighs> oh. Irene. <laughs> All right, let's look at Crown City. So we've got um obviously weird 
gears and yeah. This is a mechanical city. This is a mechanical this is, city. This is like on uh, Voltron when the castle would actually turn into the a castle giant Alliance. weapon. Yeah. Um, this there's is a, where the bad team hangs out, I bet. I believe you are correct. Uh, there's a little queen tower on the left-hand side. Mm-hmm. Um, there's all those gears on the on those all right, poles. All right, all right, all right, all right. Do you think we're getting another line of Pontiard B-sharps? No. Are we getting more chess pieces? My no. Say, I say yes, because we have two chess pieces in the city. <sighs> we have, well, we do have king and queen. Yep. Oh, and there's a dragon's face at the entry, at the yep. s- southern wall. And then it's grass, and there's a tunnel at the top. So you obviously can exit this city north. And then it looks like you have to take like a gondola or sm- slight train to get to the ice path. All right, so on the right-hand side, there's an excavation Mm -hmm. that looks like some sort of archaeological dig. Um, There's the ice chateau, a nice, like, house with a gym on the top of it. Yep. Uh, So that's cool. And this is what, like, is astounding me. So north of the Crown City, or whatever you want to call it, more train tracks ending at another train station. Then you're going to have to walk through the ice to get up through the mountain. And then there's another huge city. I mean, it's huge. I mean, this, this is got- like shining Nimbasa. Yeah. So Elite Four at the top of that giant tower in the middle. Yes. Maybe, maybe they're, yeah, telegraphing out to Alola. Yeah. Uh, but this is definitely a city, city. Uh, yeah, yeah. This is definitely a modern, modern city. Big Ben on the left. Um, I bet that's Giant some Ferris sort of wheel. Yeah, there's some sort of performance. Yeah, I think daily. contests, contests, music, music, musicals are back. Something maybe. Do Do I get to ride on the Ferris wheel with N? Yes, and <laughs> N is back. N is back to finish off the date. What is the flower pedally rose? Building on the uh, right, the Palace side. of Roserade, the best Pokemon. The Palace of Roserade. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's not a gym. Uh, yeah, if the Elite Four are like, but then where's Victory Road? Uh, does there need to be a Victory Road? Yes, <laughs> this I have is Pokemon. A, I have, have you a played this game Victory before? Road is the path up to that city, which means we're still missing a fifth gym, Un- an eighth gym, unless the gym is in that volcano on the wall. The volcano. I see the volcano. There's something in there. Yeah, but that doesn't scream it doesn't gym either, to but me. There's there so, is so much, much content in this here. Map. There is just what if what if Victory Road is that think, path back down the right, ooh. and the the um the it, that tower is the Elite Maybe. Four. Yeah, could be for sure. Huh. That old Dragon Spiral broken down tower. Because yeah, in X and Y, it was just like, uh, kind of like you had to go through all the ruins and everything, and that was Victory Road, and you know. All right, black. I mean, red and blue. Elite four, right next to your hometown, yep. basically. True. Yep. Uh, gold and silver never made it to the elite four. How far were they from they your were hometown? Up the stream. Yeah. So pretty close. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nowhere Cohen. near. <laughs> Across <laughs> the world. 
uh, across Sinnoh. the world. Yeah, black and white. Uh, they're uh, like they're at the, the far, far northern point. Yeah, the opposite. Back to X and Y. They're, they're right to next your to your hometown. Mm-hmm. And Alola, Alola, different island. Different on island. a whole other island. Okay, there's no pattern. No, no patterns here. But the patterns, there are none. Is there anything else on this map that we need I to mean, call out? I mean, there's so much on this map, but I think we're already really long, so really? no. Yeah. <laughs> Look at the map yourself. It's real good. Yeah, and um, feel free to write in, because most likely in we have two more episodes without Steve, so if you guys want to write in your theories about the map, maybe we'll yeah. have uh, an episode where we read in people's Absolutely. theories about what they see on the map that we um, may have missed. All right, missed. so Interesting. quick question. What disappointed you about the trailer? Because I know what disappointed me about the trailer. No Pokemon following you. Uh, I had actually zero disappointments with the trailer. I was perfectly fine with it. I, I had I didn't have any expectations. No overworld Pokemon. I'm kind. I mean, I, I, yes, that was very nice in Let's Go, and I really did like it. But I don't hate that it's not there. Uh, see, here's the thing. Ever since Ranger, I've wanted them in. I've wanted them in the overworld. I Pokemon Ranger, best Pokemon game ever. Yes. And it, it makes the world feel so alive and to not and we didn't see much of them wandering through the world, so they could they could be there. But in the trailer it felt like okay, they've stepped away from that. And it that that to me is a little disappointing because it makes the world feel a little less alive to me. It's not a deal breaker. Yeah. Random battles are back, which is like, whatever it's, you know, whatever you can, everybody has their pros and cons against random battles. Um, I'm just sad that the world, like taking a step away from overworld Pokemon makes the world seem less alive to me. That's a, that is true. So, that's very true. I will say my one response to that is uh, we have seen yeah, one trailer. Yeah, we've only seen one trailer. We, I don't know that they're gone. It's just they showed they, the one time they were going into grass, there was nothing in the overworld, and it was a random battle in the grass. It's the only yes, thing we have but, to But also, keep in mind, this is a very manicured Correct. trailer because they showed zero new Correct. Pokemon. It's very manicured. So, so they could be back. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. The only thing based off of the trailer that I saw, there weren't any overworld shown, and that's slightly disappointing to me. Um, I And and also, like so the way that I was thinking of it is, what if they make it an option? What if they say you can select to either have traditional random battles or... You can switch and have it as like let's go with overworld I mean, I would Pokemon. Love that. I don't know that they would do it, but I would love it if they did. They don't typically give a lot of options. I feel they like. don't give a lot of options. Hey, so. no, in black and white too, they used to have hard mode yeah, versus you had easy to beat, mode. That would that was them you testing had to beat the water game to turn that on. <laughs> well, maybe you can turn on overworld Pokemon after you beat the game. I see. Well, I I just like to stay open minded and optimistic. I'm optimistic that they'll come back, but I just from viewing the trailer. They weren't there, and that I'm I'm uh, saddened that they're not there. Uh, also, they didn't show that there was customization, but I'm I feel strongly that trainer customization will be there. Um, also, I said for people to write in with their thoughts on the map and everything, and realized 
I don't have yeah, access don't have to, to the main show's email box. So what I do have access to is, uh, since I've been on this program for a long time, uh, an email box that's part of the program. So if you want to write in with your thoughts on the map uh, and uh, the trailer or anything like that or response to things we've said, you can write to Will, that's W-I-L-L, at P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T dot com. Will at P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T.com. And uh, we'll see if we can work them into one of our programs that we do uh, until Steve gets his self back to the States. Um, so with that, we're going to take a break. Uh, we'll come back with our question of the week and our Pokemon of the week. And that will be it for the show. Question of the week, Greg. I am. You're back, so give give it a whirl. All right, here we go. Give, give me a tune. It's time for the question of the week. Very nice. All right, our question this week comes from our addict channel in our Slack community. Our, you can join our Slack community if you contribute to our Patreon. Um, and the question comes from uh, Robert, and the question is... It seems we get evolutions on every even-numbered generation nowadays. If you only got one for Galar, what type would it be? Uh, Bobby, you go first. Well, I think it would have to be Steel-type evolution. Okay, there is no have to be, so watch your okay. language. Okay, it doesn't man. have to be anything, but I think that going along with all of the industrial stuff we've been talking about i could see it being a steel type evolution greg so i'm going to go with the ancient history and mythic nature of it and i think with the big dragon tower face uh it's going to be a dragon type and i think the this is my other prediction i think the evil team is going to be wanting to uh, stop modernization. I think they're a group of ancients who who want to bring Pokemon back to basics. Oh, they want to go back to pre-industrial they want to go back to the way times. it was pre-industrial times. That seems very X and Y plotty and very dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> I my prediction is um I actually think that they're going to introduce a new type, and the EV will be that new type. Hmm. Audio type. No sound, sound, no type. sound type. <laughs> there is no sound type. Sound type, Jim. I know. Or they're going to have. I don't. I. I mean, I have so many wild thoughts. 
I honestly think that if they do, <laughs> uh, if they do introduce a new evolution, it is going to be something we haven't seen before. I, I definitely think that a dragon evolution would be the absolute last that would be selected. Yeah, steel is good. Um, little robot dog. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. Um, I mean, I mean, it could also be ghost. I mean, there's a lot of spooky towers. It could a ghost type evolution. The, the, I, the, I, I think the that. ghost evolution has uh, long been neglected. Um, it's. I think ghosts in general are neglected. So, yeah, and I mean, it's just hard because obviously the implication of a ghost type is that something has passed. So that's unpleasant. Um. Bug type evolution, that's no, a little nah. weird. Maybe a poison type one. Poison, poison type evolution that. would be cool, but also it's like dark and poison kind of go hand in hand. True. So, well, I think it just remains to be seen. Um, but yeah, I honestly think that it, it's if they're going to do something, it's going to be either a new type or... Maybe they just do like they reshuffle all the types and they're everything is yeah. a new type. Well, no, because they've already said fire, grass, and water. So <laughs> yeah, they're not gonna, they're not going to change the formula that much. All right, um, we are going a little over time, so I'm going to go to Pokemon of the Week quickly. But did you guys guess what was the Pokemon of the Week last week? No, I did not. It's Quagsire. It is Quagsire. Greg, you're so good at this. I know. All right, so there's actually very little trivia about Quagsire. Uh, Quagsire appears to be based on a giant salamander. Okay. Uh, Quagsire is a common... I, mean, I, I will say this. I played a lot of Mystery Dungeons. So... <laughs> That's a good giveaway right there. Quagsire is a combination of Quagmire and the honorific Sire or Siren, a genus of salamander. The other thing I wanted to point out about Quagsire, which didn't come up in the trivia, but was notable from last week, the Generation 4 sprites, uh, Diamond and Pearl, he's one color, it's one color, Platinum, yeah. it's one color, Heart <laughs> it's Gold one color, and Soul Heart. Silver, it's one color, it's like three different colors, but... Gen 4 art direction was wild, y'all. But <laughs> the shiny in all of those is exactly the same. Yep. <laughs> oh, weird. <laughs> and the shuffle icon's very good. Really? I do not like that shuffle icon. Oh, it's, it's got okay. his cute derpy face. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it could be a Quagsire Ditto or something. I don't know. Um, interesting that in Troze, it's water type, and in Shuffle, it's ground type. But that's yeah, a conversation like, huh? for another another day all right so since i have to edit and do all the hard work for the podcast for the next three weeks bobby you're gonna give us our pokemon of the week puzzle quiz thing all right here we go with the pokemon sword and shield reveal happening this week i thought it would be good to make the pokemon of the week related to sword and shield but i could only think of the honage line so i decided that would be too easy Instead, this Pokemon has some similarities to the Honage line. For example, this Pokemon is part of the Mineral Egg group. It is a dual-type Pokemon, with one type being Ghost. And the main color change in this Pokemon's Shiny is the same as the Honage line. Although you typically find this Pokemon hanging out in the water, you'll be surprised to find out 
that its second type is not water. Knowing what this Pokemon is covered in will give you a better understanding as to why its second type is what it is. All right, there you go. All right, I already know what it is. <laughs> yeah, it's probably not too hard, but... Can't get anything by me. <laughs> All right, that is going to be our episode of the week. Um, thank you for everybody who uh, has been listening. Thank you to all of our long-time, long-running listeners, and thank you for everybody who's new to the program. Um, we hope you enjoy it. We hope you stick with us as we are obviously going to be doing extensive sword and shield coverage we're going to do extensive yep. detective pikachu coverage we're going to do extensive mewtwo strikes back evolution we got a lot to talk about this year this folks. is a big so year and this is a big I, year william r anderson promises you that if you continue listening to this program you will enjoy it so that that is a promise I'm, i've been known to break promises but that is a promise guarantee from <laughs> me to you uh, if you want to help out the program, um, you can, one of the easiest ways to help us out that really is very effective, um, is going into Apple podcasts or iTunes on your computer and leaving us a review there so that we show up, uh, in the results, uh, as a program that people actually listen to. I think we're over a thousand reviews at this point in time. Yep. Yeah. So let's get to... I'm, I'm going to set an extra goal, 12,000 by the end of 2019. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's something. That's a... No, not uh, 12,000, 1,200. How's that? That's better. All right. That's, that's doable. If you would like to uh, assist financially, um, the Steve, when he's not traveling in Japan for his honeymoon, um, actually is fully supported by his Twitch streaming and by the Patreon patrons of this program. Um, so the easiest way to contribute financially, if you would like to, obviously not required at all. Please enjoy listening for free if that's what you need to do. Uh, ISE.cash is actually a website that takes you to the Patreon for this program. Um, you, Everybody who contributes gets access to our Slack community, which is fantastic. Uh, Greg and I are very frequent contributors in there. Bobby, I don't know. Do you like yeah. hang out in some channels? Yeah, I'm in a few of the channels, mostly Pokemon Go. But definitely, yeah, if you want to interact with me and Greg um, and Bobby, because he's there, uh, you know, that Slack is the easiest way to do it. We're, we're always in there. If we're awake, we're paying attention to Slack. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so any contribution gets you access to Slack. If you contribute at $5 or above, you get access to an additional podcast that is a Lowland vacation. Um, and that is Steve and Irene talking about the cartoon episodes. Uh, I will say I don't make the time to watch the cartoon, but I love Irene and I love hearing her on a podcast. She's fantastic. And I think it's worth it. Uh, just to hear her talk about the cartoon and get her feedback. She loves BTS. So you're going to get that sweet K-pop vibe. Uh, if you want to reach us on Twitter, I am at Wash in the Sink. Uh, Bobby is at P-K-M-N-S-N-A-P-S, Pokemon Snaps. No, no dots, no periods, no nothing, just P-K-M-N Snaps. Uh, Greg is at White Wing. And if you want to reach the show, it's at Pokemon Podcast. Um, if you would like to reach Steve, because I know he's been on Twitter still, even though he's in Japan and he's got data and all that biz, to complain about what a terrible job we did, uh, you can reach him directly at Dragging a Lake. 
All right. We will be back next week with more Pokemon news and opinions and whatever else they choose to reveal to us. So thank you all for listening again. This has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are... Super Effective. Super Grookie Gang. gang but what are you gonna do whatever whatever find new co-host for next week is what i'm gonna do